I'm not gonna raise my voice. Yes! I'm really good at basketball for a puppet. What just happened? I drank your milkshake. What's up with those shorts? It's either super good or super bad. Unreasonable Doubt, a podcast about West Virginia University basketball, starts now. All right, before we get started, what's a safe amount of melatonin? Like, I don't usually take it, and uh, we have some in the house. Is 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 eight too many? Is that? I've heard melatonin is natural. Uh, what I don't have in my house are those, uh, and I don't know if this is even sold. <laughs> Night all. I'm showing my age. Night all. There, it's these pills that uh, have an N on them. And then, like, in the commercial, they roll over. And when you flip, you know, when you push an N over, it's a Z. And so I believe the song goes, Hi, doll, will help you get your Zs. I'm sure it's not, I'm sure that, I'm sure it's not on the market for a reason. I need, I guess what I'm saying is I need something to go to sleep tonight. It's going to be a problem. I'm pumped. All right, good show, everyone. Here we go. <clears throat> Hello. <laughs> ah, from the Dyer Prime Studio in Nitro, West Virginia. This is Unreasonable Doubt. It's a podcast about West Virginia University basketball. I'm Josh Witt, and this is episode 12. Oklahoma State. I'm usually good about not looking at Twitter until halftime and at the end of the game. It's a great time to charge the phone, focus in on the game. I don't know how uh, you all do it, where you're watching the game and then immediately reacting to the game. Do you press pause when you're doing it? I don't know. I feel like if if I'm tweeting during the game, I'm going to miss something. Do you do you wait for timeouts? I don't know. But I usually stay off Twitter, especially when it's going bad. Like it was going for a good part of this game tonight on the road against Oklahoma State. And when it's going bad, especially when the calendar turns, and this is more of a February thing, because this is February is typically where WVU will will lose a few in conference on the road, especially. And the tweets, here's how the tweets go. You know, there's versions of, uh, you know, Huggins with love and respect to Huggins. You know, I'm paraphrasing what the tweets say. And sometimes there's no love and respect to Huggins. It's like, can we get a, you know, especially when they're not shooting well, it's like, can we get a guy who can coach our players to shoot better. (laughs) Our offense isn't very good. And I love Huggins, right? You know, those kind of things. Then you just get the flat out, the team is bad text, or why do I do this to myself? That, that tweet. When it's a 9 PM game, especially during the week, 
you will definitely see the, all right, I'm going to bed. <laughs> I've had enough of this. This I can't watch this anymore. Turning it off. And I was actually bracing myself. And again, this is more closer to the end of the season. If it's going bad in a game, you'll get the wind spring practice tweet. And I thought that was in play at halftime. I thought I was going to see that in the second half. Because West Virginia once again digs himself a hole in the first half. They gave up 45 in the first half. That's not a good look. They missed a lot of shots, uh, both three-pointers and up close. Uh, the Predator, likely, he couldn't miss in the first half. He was getting close, making shots. He was tough. Cunningham is the real deal. He's a really good basketball player. He's going to make lots, knock on wood for him, he's going to make lots of money playing a game. And Oklahoma was up 10 at the half, and it could have been worse. It could have been worse. And it did get worse. <laughs> you get into the second half, West Virginia starts scoring a little bit, but they cannot get any stops. Huggins is trying different guys. He's trying zone. One time they did a zone where, like, our two big guys were on the block and nobody did like the middle. And so legit, one of Oklahoma State's plays was throw it like really close to the basket in the middle of the paint. The guys on both sides, like like bookends, just kind of looked at what happened, and the guy scored very easily. It was rough. And Oklahoma State ballooned that lead from 10 it got up to 16, and then it got up to eight to or I'm sorry, it got up to 17, and then it got up to 19. Is that right? Yeah, it was 19, 68 to 49 with about 11 minutes left, right? And then from there, West Virginia outscores Oklahoma State 38 to 16. And they leave the state of Oklahoma with a split. And they win this game 87 to 84. Wow. And it wasn't just one guy. Multiple guys played a role in this comeback and getting this win. And you got to start with Derek Culver. He wasn't second half Culver. He was whole game Derek Culver. He put that two point game against Oklahoma in the past and tonight 22 points 19 rebounds <laughs> you know I'm I'm I've been saying on the podcast who's going to who's going to get Oscar's rebounding numbers well if you if you get almost 20 a game then one person can offset Oscar's numbers and it's the guy who's already getting a bunch of rebounds so Seven offensive rebounds by Derek Culver. Dropped the turnovers down, only two turnovers. He went back and forth making baskets with Cunningham in the second half. Like Cunningham was getting his on everybody, right? But Culver, Cunningham was guarding Culver and Culver got a dunk. Cul Culver made uh, a couple of uh, 10 footers and one over 
Cunningham. Like they were doing like some NBA. You make a shot, I'm gonna match it. They were going back and forth. That act that absolutely happened. I was not expecting the Cunningham Culver duel, uh duel, you know, duel. Jalen Bridges, as we all could have expected, came back down to earth. And so who's the who's the wild card for this game? It was Kedrian Johnson. I have not been offended by anything I've seen from Kedrian Johnson. You know, he started off the year real shaky, very, very rough three-point shot early in the season in South Dakota. But you could see in the games leading up to this one, especially when he was getting a few more minutes, uh, not offensively, but defensively, you like what you saw. Like pressure defense, right? And so... Kedrian had to play in the first half because Deuce had foul trouble and he did all right in the first half. He he shined in the second half. No steals to his name, but his defense, his on-the-ball pressure was amazing. And it was infectious. Like it helped the rest of the team. And it and his energy, he was running all over the place in the second half especially. And the, and when he was in the game, he was, you know how Gabe has been a spark plug in the past defensively? Tonight it was Kedrian. And he got the energy right for this team. And you, he took a, he had a bad turnover late, but then followed up with a charge. He took a charge late to get Cunningham out of the game, fouled him out. He played 25 minutes. He had five assists, including a an offensive rebound and quick pass for a bucket. Man, pesky. He was a big part of the comeback. He made a three. So from one of the worst shots I've seen of the season to drilling a three with confidence to help the comeback. I think they brought WVU to only down four. What a night for Kedrian Johnson. I mean, if we can have wild card games from different contributors each night, that's great. But I think with love and respect to Jordan McCabe, and I thought he looked all right in his first half minutes. He, we did not see Jordan McCabe in the second half. He, he, he did not have a place defensively in this game. Kedrian Johnson has a place on this team defensively. And you're looking on the court and you see Kedrian and Gabe out there at the same time. And you're like, oh my gosh, how are we going to get offense from this? But it worked. (laughs) That is, that is amazing. So Kedrian Johnson, big part and role in this comeback. Second half Taz was back. Not as, uh, night and day first half the second half this game but he had 12 in the second half he had another one of those late misses in the paint then gets his own rebound and scores felt like he got fouled multiple times and didn't get called was aggressive and taz a big part he's just he's a second half dude and i love it and that is not new. And he was first half Taz today as well, but second half Taz back in effect. Gabe, 
overall, the overall picture for Gabe tonight still struggling. Like, like lost, even late, you know, kind of uh, gambling, not his best defensive effort, but he was in the game late and Huggins threw the all right, Gabe, you guard Cunningham. And again, Cunningham scored on everybody. But Gabe made it the toughest. You know, and you've got essentially a point guard or a two guard, a 6'8 two guard, and you've got a 6'8 Gabe on him, staying in front of him. Yeah, he gambled a couple of times, but he made it tough for Cunningham. Got a steal. Like, he did. It was a, it was a small piece of the comeback but Gabe, in the glue guy effort, really helped late with the you guard Cunningham assignment and the closer. I'm saving. It's not the best for last, but of all these guys, when you got it close, especially on the road, and I know it's pandemic, but who's going to make your shots at the end? Taz is second half Taz, but who's the guy? And the guy is Deuce, right? This is not the first time he's done this. Again, he he was in foul trouble in the first half, kind of ho-hum like the Oklahoma game. Second half didn't actually start the beginning of the second half hot, you know, but it was in the game. He scores 19 of his 21 in the second half, and he's clutch. My man Deuce is clutch. Down four, I told you Gabe turned over Cunningham. Deuce gets it, drives, gets fouled. I thought it was on Cunningham. It wasn't. Fouled another guy out. He makes his free throws. Now WVU's down two. Predator misses a shot on the other end. Deuce, Oklahoma, was play, Oklahoma State was playing the zone. Deuce snuck into the cor- in the left-hand corner. Shot robot found him. Three-pointer in and West Virginia completes the comeback from down 19 to up one with that three. Oh. And it's one of those, especially in a, when you have the momentum and you're coming back, you want Deuce making that shot, uh, taking that shot. He had a good look. And when Deuce has a good look, with that kind of momentum, it's one of those where you think it's going in, and it a hundred percent went in. <laughs> it was so great! Wow. Then, under a minute left, Deuce, they, Huggins had to call a timeout because they were kind of scrambled. He gets the ball, lots of dribbling, which Huggins is not digging right now, but he he finds his way closer to the basket. Hits a mid-range, kind of close to the baseline shot. It goes in. West Virginia, I mean, to keep the lead. And then WVU's up one with 15 seconds left. And the last minute of the game felt like it was 15 minutes. And of course it would. And Oklahoma State makes a three to cut the lead to one. And Deuce gets it gets fouled, and again, you want him shooting those free throws. He makes both free throws. Oklahoma State does not get a good look for a three-point shot, and it was a desperation three, and 
you'd be lying if you didn't think that that shot was going in. Like it hit off the back of the rim, but it was, I mean, it was online. Gosh. And that's the unreasonable doubt. Like in a nutshell, you see that shot go up. It's kind of, he's not set. He's got a hand in his face. And I thought that was going in and they were going to overtime. And it goes out, and then it pinballs around, and then finally the buzzer sounds. Game over. West Virginia wins this game. Did WVU give up 84 points to someone other than Gonzaga? Yes. Did West Virginia have four rotation bigs at the beginning of the Northeastern game? And then before the game at Oklahoma, they had two. Like that's, and of course the announcers are still talking about that. They no, but I don't think we heard anything about Cottrell tonight. It was all references to Oscar. But we went from four rotation guys to two. It'd have been like last year if last year, let's say, Logan got hurt, and then like Culver had a season-ending injury, and then you've just got Gabe, and and Oscar. Or just pick two. What would that have looked like last season? It wouldn't have looked good. But that has happened. Yes. Is digging a deficit every game, digging a hole, is that not sustainable? It's not sustainable. That's correct. But did West Virginia win this important game? Yes. Did West Virginia on their Oklahoma trip get like a whatever food delivery service and got two boxes of 50 burgers and saved one for each second half of their Oklahoma trip. Yes, they sure did. Is being two and two in the league with Texas and Baylor coming up like light years, way different and feels better than one and three in the league with Texas and Baylor coming up. Yes. You, I can't overemphasize that enough. You, and what happened tonight doesn't change that West Virginia's got Texas and Baylor coming up. And those are going to be tough games. They do have one of them at home, so that helps. But one and three going into those games versus two and two, it's just it's miles apart. And so I've been doing this podcast for four seasons now. Three big comebacks I can think of since I've been doing the podcast. In the the senior Carter year, senior Daxter Miles, they were, I think they were in Orlando in some car company challenge. And they were playing Missouri. And Carter and Miles brought WVU back from 16 down to beat Missouri. Then last season in Cancun. West Virginia's down 15 in the second half to Northern Iowa, and they come back and win, and Deuce was a big part of that comeback. But those two comebacks take a backseat to the comeback that happened tonight. Number one, it's not like an early season tournament. This is a true road game in conference. 
And it's a game, again, based on the situation and what's happened in the last week. West Virginia needed a win. You, you hate to say must win when there's 27 games. This one was a must win. And it didn't look, you know, again, they were 19 down and they were able to come back and do it. So I will forego, I will go back to my old Twitter habits. <laughs> I made a mistake tonight. I am superstitious. So it makes me think, well, maybe I should look at Twitter when West Virginia is down more and maybe that'll help WVU come back. Not going to do that. Going to stay on the internet while I'm watching the game. But what a special win. And I don't, that's it. <laughs> it feels so good. I mean, you know, you and I both know being a fan of WVU football and basketball, it turns your stomach. This one, but this one was worse uh, than normal, but. Having Deuce McBride on this team, singularly, Deuce McBride, he's more times than not is not going to let WVU take a butt whooping. Yes, they're going to happen. It happened against Kansas. But it's not, you know, <laughs> What an impressive performance by WVU. They still got things to figure out. They still got to figure out their defense. And it might be something they're going to they're going to have difficulties with for the rest of the year in spots. But that last 11 minutes on on top of the offense, the defense and the guys that were out there. Who doesn't like the defensive look of Gabe Culver? Kedrian, Deuce, and then pick a guy. You know, you could put Emmett Matthews out there. You can put Bridges out there. But you've got four guys when Kedrian's out there and contributing that you feel good about what they're doing on defense. So can you, I think they can build on that. I mean, I, <laughs> gosh, what an amazing win. Random thoughts coming up. Dyer Prime is the lead sponsor of Unreasonable Doubt. You know Dyer Prime. They're a family-owned company. They're a full-service graphic shop. You need a design. They can help you with that design and then put that design on over 1 million different promotional products. Do not confuse Dyer Prime with other similar sounding companies out there. For example, there's a company out there called Dyer Crime. The only comparison you have with them and Dyer Prime is that Dyer Crime is a family owned company. Unfortunately, their business is crime. Don't go with them. Go with Dyer Prime. Call or text them to find out more. 304-767-4445. Find them on the web at DyerPrime.com. D-Y-E-R-P-R-I-M-E.com. Or find them on Facebook or Instagram at Dyer Prime. Dyer Prime. 
Yeah, I, I honestly, I don't think I'm going to sleep tonight. I'm wired for sound. I, okay. When West Virginia's losing, or just when I'm having anxiety in general, I have a bad habit of comfort eating. Pandemic, not great for that. So I had a, Sheets, the folks at Sheets, very smart. I'm close to where I'm going to pay for a salty snack. And right close to where you check out, there's a big selection of cookies. And they got a chocolate cookie. It's like a reverse chocolate cookie. Where instead of like regular chocolate chip cookie, it's a chocolate cookie with white chocolate chips. It's too much chocolate. But wanting to have a snack during the game, I don't know what I'm thinking. I ate that entire, and it's a giant chocolate chip cookie, reverse chocolate chip cookie. I ate that whole chocolate chip cookie late in the first half. So on top of the energy of a comeback, I've also got so much chocolate running through my veins. I mean... Yeah, I, I don't, I don't, I, you know, I, I, I don't know the last time I've done an all-nighter outside of like kid baby situations or kid situations, kids not sleeping. I don't, a 19 point second half comeback is worth an all-nighter is all I'm saying. Are we ready to record? <clears throat> Here we go. Random thoughts for this episode of Unreasonable Doubt. I don't have any. I gave you all my thoughts <laughs> in the opening segment. And I don't think, I don't know if this is recorded or not. I don't think I'm going to sleep tonight. That's a random thought. When's the last time you pulled an all-nighter outside of college? Or something to do with ba- uh, having a, a a very small, very small infant baby child in your home. Final thoughts coming up. Unreasonable doubt is on the social media. On Instagram at unreasonable doubt wv. On Twitter at I'm Josh Witt. On Facebook, go to that search bar thing and type in Unreasonable Doubt. Do it. Interact with the show. Final thoughts for this episode of Unreasonable Doubt. West Virginia is done with their road trip. So that's good news. The next game will be at home. It'll be Saturday, 1.30 p.m. This is not bad news. It's just who they're playing next. Saturday at 1.30 on ESPN, they'll be playing the fourth-ranked Texas Longhorns. Texas, fourth in the human polls. Top 10 in Ken Palm. More importantly, fourth in defensive efficiency, according to Ken Pomroy. They're eight and one. Most likely will be nine and one. No offense, Iowa State. 
So the, Texas will come into this game in Morgantown undefeated in Big 12 play. Most likely, not trying to jinx them in their game midweek versus Iowa State. Texas, they've got experienced guards. Who, you know, they've got guards who have been at Texas as long as Marcus Garrett has been at Kansas, and yet it doesn't feel like those Texas guards have been there as long. Coleman doesn't seem like he's been there as long as uh, <laughs> as Marcus Garrett. But they've got experienced guards. They like to keep three on the floor. They have a 6'9 freshman because that's what they do at Texas. They get very tall, talented freshmen that hang around maybe one season. But they've got another one. He's going to play in the NBA. He's really good. Shaka Smart's going to look different. Prepare yourself if you haven't seen Shaka Smart. Number one, he's still coaching Texas when at, at the end of each season, it's like, is this, is this, we're still doing Shaka Smart at Texas? He's redeeming himself this season with this team, and he has hair. That's what I'm preparing you for. Prepare, it's not bald Shaka Smart, it's Shaka Smart with hair, and it's not straight. There's some volume to Shaka's hair. I like it. It's a different look. Selfishly for me, they don't have Will Baker anymore, and that makes me sad because I I just enjoyed Will Baker, the Will Baker experience. But this Texas team, minus Will Baker, they just came off of killing, killing Kansas at Kansas. West Virginia beat a top five or six Big 12 team on the road tonight. Texas went to the Giants. They went to the, we win it every year. We don't lose at home. And they thumped them. So West Virginia comes home. Can they win a home game against one of the best teams in the conference? Deep down, I think they can. But we've got... They're still figuring stuff out. As great as this win was tonight, they've got to be able to get stops against Texas. Because experienced guards are tough everywhere. But especially on the road. They're not going to have... The chances of all those experienced guards... Having an off day is tough. It's not It's not a high probability because they're experienced. They've been to Morgantown three times. They know the experience. Yes, West Virginia, speaking of killing, West Virginia killed and embarrassed Texas in Morgantown last season. But not soon after that, Texas kind of redeemed their season and ended up with the same record in conference as WVU did before, you know, they canceled everything. So anyways, this will be a good one. It's in, and West Virginia enters this game two and two in conference instead of one and three, one for three. I got to go to bed. That's it for this episode of unreasonable doubt. Listen on all the platforms or just pick one Apple podcast, Spotify. Uh, It's not on SoundCloud. It is on Castbox. 
and Google Podcasts and other places. Subscribe to the podcast. Hit the subscribe button. If you're listening to this right now and you see something on your screen that says subscribe, hit it once. And I don't know how much that helps you. It helps this podcast. Until next time, I'm Josh Witt. This has been Unreasonable Doubt. WVU for the 2020-2021 season. They're 9-3. and three.